Well, if someone were to ask you, if you could think of one word to summarize God's moral law, what would you say? And then if they said, well, maybe there's two sentences or two commandments that would summarize the Ten Commandments, what would you say to that? Well, you can see in the question and answer today in the bulletin that uh, the Ten Commandments are summarized in two that the Lord Jesus gave. In Matthew 22, uh, Jesus was confronted by a Pharisee who was a lawyer, very sharp guy, and he's trying to trick the Lord. And uh, he asked, uh, what, what is the greatest commandment? And Jesus replied in Matthew 22, You shall love the Lord your God <coughs> with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Now, regarding the one word that would summarize uh, the moral law of God, it would be love. And Jesus uh, said in John 14, 21, He who has my commandments, it is he who loves me. Very clear. He who has my commandments, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. So you can't really say that you love God and you're growing in love for God and for his word uh, unless you are, if, if you are consistently breaking his commandments. So we have to know his commandments well and how they apply to our lives. In 1 John 5, 3, it says, For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. And I got to thinking about that. Yeah, they're not burdensome. In the Lord Jesus, they're not burdensome. And the Pharisees tried to make it a burden, uh, but uh, as the redeemed of the Lord, we can enjoy, keep them. And uh, when I was in graduate school, I was auditing a class, and uh, I can't remember the title of the class, but we were basically looking at uh, the scriptures of other, of, of religions, uh, such as Buddhism, uh, Hinduism, uh, probably Islam, I don't remember. It was a long time ago, I don't remember a lot. But I do remember being impressed with how burdensome those commandments were. I could not believe having to live like that. His, those commandments were terrible. They were, they were a burden. Uh, they were graceless. They were hopeless. And certainly couldn't be summarized with the word love. In Galatians 5.14, it says, For the, all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And we can't really love our neighbors as ourselves unless, first of all, we love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And in other words, that is saying, with all our heart and soul and mind and strength, with, what, with all our mind and all our emotions and all our will, everything that is in us, that God made us as image bearers, we are supposed to offer to him and we are supposed to use in keeping his commandments. With all our heart and soul basically means everything deep within us that makes us a person. We are supposed to exalt him by obeying his commandments that way and loving him that way. With all our mind, it means all our mental abilities, all our thought processes, uh, our mental energy should be focused on keeping his commandments and thus loving him. And then all our strength, you know, our bodies are his. So every ounce of physical energy, mental energy should be given to glorify him by keeping his commandments and loving him. If we do that, then we will be able to love others as ourselves. And that's the only way we can do that. In Romans 13, it says, Owe no one anything except to love one another. For he who loves another has fulfilled the law. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, you shall not covet, 
And if there is any other commandment, all are all summarized in this saying, namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. In the, uh, back in the 1820s, I think it was, 1830s, there's a man named John Whitecross <coughs> in Scotland. He was a teacher, and he wrote a book uh, of illustrations, not uh, pictorial, but uh, written illustrations of the, for, to help teach the catechism. And I've been looking at that for several weeks. I really like it a lot. It's, it's great. It, we need a, a more modern version of it. But uh, he told a story where a young son came up to his father and asked a question. Uh, is something like, uh, Dad, what's the difference between cherubim and seraphim? And you know, a lot of us fathers, we know what it's like. Our sons and daughters come up and ask us a question. And, you know, like, you know, what's above the sky? Or, yeah, I mean, it's something like that. And we think, oh, how am I going to answer this? But in this case, the father answered uh, fairly well. I guess he was ready for this. He said, well, those are Hebrew words. And uh, it means they're kinds of angels. Cherubim uh, basically excel in knowledge uh, and also are uh, protection. They are, for, are they are protectors. And then seraphim, uh, that word means flame or fiery ones or, or burning ones. In fact, we saw in Isaiah, uh, we read in Isaiah in the readings that... Uh, a seraphim brought a coal to Isaiah from the altar. So it was burning. And uh, so those angels excel in loving God. They're passionate. They're burning in their love for God. And so the young son thought for a minute and he said, well, I guess in that case, when I die, uh, I would like to be like a seraphim because I'd like to love God that way. And uh, he wasn't as concerned about knowing all things or protection, those kind of things. He wanted to love God. May it be so for us. As we come to rejoice in this meal, which God set before us, which the Lord instituted uh, before his death, we need to ask ourselves, first of all, how am I doing in keeping the Ten Commandments? How am I doing in loving God with all my heart and soul and mind and strength? We should be asking ourselves that as we come forward or as we partake in this meal. And we should thank him that he sent his Holy Spirit to enable us to keep his commandments joyfully, and may we do so more and more. Let's pray. Father, we do praise you for your commandments and we ask for your grace to keep them and so to grow in our love for you and grow in our ability to love others. Father, as we eat now to remember your body broken for us, Lord Jesus, and and drink to remember your blood shed for us, we would ask for the filling of your Holy Spirit so that we partake of this out of our love for you with all our heart and soul and mind and strength. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.